where we talk about stuff. All kinds of stuff. And things. All the things. How was your week? Oh, God. <laughs> um, lately, I've been not wanting to even ask you that. Because I don't oh, want no. to make you sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just uh, a lot of, like, we were sick last week, I think, when we recorded. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to work because I kept getting negative COVID tests. So. But you, like, definitely had COVID. Well, I said no. All, like, seven of them that I took. Um, And so I went back to work and then, like, other people are also sick. So it's just, I got one day off this week. Yeah, that sucks. It's fine. I am thankful that I randomly took a saturday and wednesday off so i have a four-day weekend oh no shit yeah well that's exciting something to look forward to yeah totally only thing that's making me okay with coming in and money (laughs) so (laughs) i'm just tired and i feel like i haven't seen you ever yeah we don't do so well when we're not working together (laughs) yeah just because we always end up on i feel like if you worked days it might be a little bit different because I always inevitably end up on more of like a mids, like swing shift schedule when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Which leads to me going to bed earlier and you waking up at your normal time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed at your normal time and I'm and we're just not awake at the same time. Yeah. And the so. introduction of The Sims has... Sims has changed my life. In our, oh. I'm kidding. I'm really <laughs> kidding. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, okay, so today's episode of Who Knew is couples therapy. I'm totally kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whatever. The police simulator game. That Do you... not tell a soul that I play that. It's so dorky. I'm taking that all of that out. Okay, I've told nobody. <laughs> it's dorky Just when a like cop everybody plays at work. a game. What? Are you serious? <laughs> No, I told people they were like, they were asking how you were doing, and I was like, I think he misses work because he is playing this cop simulator game. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. embarrassing. I didn't know it was a secret. <laughs> it's a secret game. I told so- them about Phasmo, and everybody's like, that sounds awful. It, like, is. it is. That's why we don't actually play it now. No, it was fun, and then it wasn't. It's scary. It's so scary. Yeah. Anyways, to the point. How was your week? Oh, I just p- played the uh, police simulator and pretended I was at work when I was not at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finally getting better, which is dope. Yay! Hung out with some friends tonight. Yay! Very exciting. It's very hockey. exciting. I'm very jealous. I love watching hockey. That's like one of the only sports that I'm like. I might not know exactly what's going it's on. Super fun to but watch. But it's so fun. We should go to more games. I'd be down. It's cheap. Is it? Yeah, those tickets were like 20 bucks, and you got the seats, and then you got a meal voucher, like a drink oh, nice. voucher, and yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, we should definitely go. Yeah. Anyways. This is a spooky week for us. Spooky week. Right? Yes. Yeah, totally. We did true crime last week. I'm excited for yours. Yeah? Yeah. I'm... I didn't know that you were talking about that till like 10 minutes ago. I was like, I definitely told you yesterday, which is more than 10 minutes. Bet. You did not. You did not. In text? Yeah. Bet. Bet. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Look it up. But um, I don't know why I suddenly like thought of this idea of the story that I was going to make. Make. I was going to do. <laughs> I was going to make up. Completely. Yeah, I was going to make up the story. Um, I, I think it's an interesting story. In doing my research, I found out a lot of parts of the history that I had no idea about Mm -hmm. so i was really even more interested in it and the whole point of me doing this episode was because i wanted to watch ghost adventures with you they they have a really they have a really good episode but i didn't have the chance because i got called in yesterday and then i had my shift tonight right so i'm i prepared a whole half (laughs) of this episode to be what ghost adventures did but it's not it. going to be that, so. Why not? I've seen it. It's We're good. I was just going to go over what I remembered, and I don't remember the last time I oh, saw it, okay. so I'm not sure how accurate it's going to be, okay. but I'm going to go over with what I remembered. Cool. So, I'm talking about the Island of the Dolls, which is in Mexico. 
So in true Sammy fashion, I don't know how to pronounce anything. Um, I basically tried to Google how to say it in Spanish, and I think Jack's just going to have to say it for me. La Isla de la Muñecas. I don't think I'm saying this right. I'm so sorry. That's good. No, I'm just going to keep saying the island of dolls because I don't want to butcher something. Okay. Um, you got it on that last one, though. Oh, thank you. That was good. So the story of the island of the dolls is intimately inter- intertwined with the story of a man who might be familiar if you've seen the Ghost Adventures episode. His name is Don Julian San- Santana. Oh, I can't roll my R, so this is going to be bad. It's Barrera. But, like... Imagine somebody like that can roll their R's saying that. So um, I'm going to go, I'm going to call him Don Julian because that's what they said in Ghost Adventures. Um, so Don Julian is a native of Xochimilco. Um, it's in a, that's a borough of Mexico City and is close to the remnants of the Aztec canals, which is often referred to as the Venice of Mexico. So it's probably very pretty with that. Uh, but just to give you a picture that that's kind of like what this looks like. Um, so let's go to the 1950s. Don Julian lived in the area when suddenly he left. He, this is one of the, there's so many different variations of the story. So I'm going to say, oh, someone said this and then someone said that. So I'm so sorry already, but I want to make sure to like cover all my bases in case one's not true. So I was reported that he had left his family and went to sequester himself on this island that was in the Chashilo Lake. Um, fun fact, the island is technically a floating garden. Are you laughing at me? No. I swear to God. Okay. Uh, fun fact, the island is technically a floating garden, which I don't know how that's possible. Um, but according to the Island of the Dolls website, which is in Spanish, um, it was apparently built by the Aztecs and stuff like that. Uh, what are you chewing Bear, on? really? Right now? As if we don't do this every single week? Okay. Um Anyway, so this island, the Floating Garden, was built by the Aztecs during their time there. Um, the island is located just south of Mexico City between the canals. Oh, I already said that. Take that out. Um, but the island is located just south of Mexico City. It is not known for a while, like, why he moved there. I don't think it's ever going to be really known because he kind of just... A lot of reports said that he wasn't in his right state of mind and a lot of people called him, like other words for crazy um which he isn't but maybe he is who knows um soon after don julian moved to the island he learned about a sad story that happened on the island apparently a young girl once drowned in the surrounding lake of this specific island um and in the episode of ghost adventures i think they were talking about the lore of uh la llorona Mm -hmm. uh, about how like the girl might have died because of la llorona Mm -hmm. (laughs) oliver really wants to be close to you right now (laughs) he's purring so loud that's okay dude he i think our listeners would love some oliver purrs oh yeah look at that oh (laughs) he's so happy um anyways i've heard that don julian might have also been the one to have found the little girl some Sources said that he stumbled upon her, and then some sources state that he simply just heard about the story. But in this specific variation, he found the little girl and was distraught that he couldn't revive her. But I also found that he... um, Just, like, heard about it. Yeah, I just heard about it. it. Either way, he became, like, obsessed with this little girl and her story. Um, But I just want to say that travel... the. It's called thetravel.com. Took it that a step further and said that... Um, said he killed her. No, oh. I wish. That would be like a huge twist. Yeah. But no, yeah. he did not. Uh, said that he saw the little girl and her sister swimming along the bank of the river, which is weird because it's a lake, um, when a strong current carried one of them away. And so Julian dived in after her, but he couldn't reach her in time, and the little girl drowned. So they went way more specific about it, which I thought was interesting, but also, like, they said it was a river. And I'm like, it's not a river. It's an island in the middle of a lake. If you're going to get so, like, specific about the story, 
get the yeah get the bare minimum because right. i mean yeah. i can understand that like there might be a current because the canals but it's not it's not a river it doesn't flow to an ocean that i'm aware of right i probably could have looked at a map and like really been able to tell you that or not but regardless i thought that was interesting to throw in there um this obsession might be because soon after don julian learned of the death of the little girl or found the little girl or Whatever he happened with him and the little girl, which sounds dirty and it's not, um, a small doll floated from the canals uh, near the area where Dawn found her dead body, and uh, he presumed that it belonged to her. And so he was like, you know what's a great idea is that I think to honor her death... We're going to do more of this. The dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More dolls. So he takes the one doll, though. Let's just stay with the one. And he hangs it up. On the island to honor her. That's not creepy at all. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Especially when he's lived on this island for 50 years. That is weird. And he collects dolls for this little girl. Yeah. Um, But some other articles, like the one from the Island of Dolls website, stated that uh, Don Julian was possibly haunted by the spirit of the girl and he hung up the doll and attempted to appease her spirit to like leave him alone um but then another source the travel.com took it even a step further again <laughs> and claims that don hung up the dolls to protect the girl's spirit from the demons in the water that killed her yeah so either way, I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So he put up the dolls to appease somebody for a dead little girl. Um, <laughs> that's the bottom line. But it seemed that he felt like the one doll, like you kind of alluded to, wasn't enough for her. And so for the next 50 years, half a fucking century, he lived on this island and he would collect dolls from everywhere. Trash. Um, people would trade dolls with him for produce. So he would like literally be like, do you want this pumpkin? Give me that doll. <laughs> okay yeah um and so then he decorated the doll the island with dolls everywhere just strung them up and they weren't like like well i had a collection of dolls growing up they weren't like dressed barbie dolls with their hair brushed no they're like baby dolls and like all different kinds of dolls anything that was like a doll form even if it's missing a limb Ugh. or a head he would hang it up and I would think that would be a little bit weird for a little girl. I wouldn't want a doll with I missing its limbs. I think the thing is weird. <laughs> that too. Um, but no matter what, uh, Don Julian, if you, if it looked, if it once was a full-fledged doll, he wanted it. It, it counted. Yeah, it counted. So the obsession over the little girl might be a little odd, as we've obviously stated. It's certainly not something everyone does, but Don Julian's family even doubted if the story of the little girl was true. They thought that he just kind of lost his mind. Um, the shoe fits. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, I I'm thinking maybe he moved to the island and like got a little bit of cabin fever. Mm. Went kind of shining. <laughs> got a little go weird. You never go full shining. You never go full shining. But I also am thinking maybe he had like untreated mental health issues like schizophrenia. Yeah. And he thought he was seeing things. I don't know. Regardless, this poor guy was going through it. So in 2001, sadly, Don Julian died. And in the most uh, ironic way... He drowned. Oh, did he? Oh, fuck. So his body was found drowned in the canal uh, and on the island in the exact same location where he kept always told his family that he found the little girl. That's odd. It's poetic. I'm just kidding. In the worst way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so Don Julian's nephew, Anastasio Velasco, was visiting the island to help his uncle plant pumpkins when he found Don's body. Um, after Don Julian's death, tourists and locals went to the island to continue to pay tribute to not only now Don Julian, but to the little girl. So... Guess what they would do? More dolls. More fucking dolls. Great. Tourists just keep bringing dolls for her, and they keep hanging them up. And now, at this point, there's so many dolls that it is a huge tourist attraction. And according to Discovery.com, many fairies stop at the island, uh, which makes it a macabre, must-see tour of the ancient Aztec canals, which is super weird. <laughs> mm. um, Discovery did say the 
last source I just gave you, they got their information from curiosity.com. But when I clicked the link on the article, it the like website doesn't exist and I tried just like Googling curiosity.com, it didn't work for me. Mm. So I don't know if I'm just not doing something right, but it looks like maybe they don't exist anymore. It, regardless, according to the, uh, not the, according to newyorkpost.com, uh, be careful when going to the area because it's surrounded in islands separated by canals. So it's a bit of a maze. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a, yeah, literally like a hedge maze, basically right. in island form so or floating gardens, if you will. shining. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yes. island shining. An island shining. Okay. Damn. Um, and apparently there are imitation doll islands in the area. Well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But this, the one, I wish I could tell you like an address, but it, an island doesn't have an address. But it, I'm sure if you talk to the fairies, they know exactly which one's the real mm-hmm. island. So just make sure to get to the right one. Otherwise, you might be a little bamboozled. Um, so let's get to what makes this part spooky, right? Because it's not spooky yet. We just had people die. It's spooky. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a doll island. Yeah, right. It's not, I, it's not inviting. No. It's I mean, not not spooky. True. So, oh, God. No, no. Sorry. Um, so there's obviously hundreds of dolls literally everywhere on this island. Um, they're worn down. They're beaten up, decayed. They're falling apart because they're most of them aren't under shelter. They're just, like, hanging from the trees. And I hope they're not, like, hanging from their necks. That'd be fucking weird. Um, you know there's some. Yeah, there has to be some. Anyways, so let's... If that's not creepy enough, if, like, decaying, dirty, gross, spider-infested dolls aren't enough for you let's take it a step further that it's rumored that the dolls are possessed by the spirit of the little girl well that's even worse than just normal ghosts. i know um it's claimed by locals that the dolls move their body parts like their arms and their legs and then people even said that like the heads will turn so like you'll walk past a doll and it'll be facing you but when you pass it and you look back it's turn to face you again so it like turns its head like it's watching you and people have even said that they like move their eyes um yeah the dolls don't just move to spook you a lot of people claim that um that they've heard dolls whispering to each other great like dolls whispering to the other dolls (laughs) just so weird um there's also the obvious of shadows and ghosts being on the island just normal ghosts (laughs) and then others say that the dolls have lured them to go to the islands like when they were just traveling on their own by their like with a boat so i don't know if this is more like locals than it is tourists Mm. but they like there was claims of like being lured to the island and then suddenly being like oh my god why am i here siren dolls yeah i wonder if that's what happened to don julian like he was just attracted to the um the island. The island. So for the website of the Island of the Dolls, which is in Spanish, I keep, I just, it's, imagine, if you're going to look it up, put it in Spanish, not in English. Um, but basically, there was, after I read the story that they had put out there, it ended, it was in quote, of course these witnesses are exaggerating and the island is in no way possessed, end quote. <laughs> It's like a disclaimer. Yeah. It's like, we're going to tell you all <laughs> of these really come here. It's fine. super spooky stuff and people dying here, but don't worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, but that's the whole point. That's why people are going there. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Um. So, but the same exact website claimed that Don Julian realized that the dolls were possessed by the spirit of the dead girls. Not just the girl. It pluralized it. Hmm. And, um... He continued to collect in order to keep them from haunting him. So I'm like, you're going to say, like, oh, don't worry, nothing's possessed. But, like, you're going to build this, your whole website off of this. This guy is collecting like, dolls because something's possessed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, this story um, corroborated with New York Post when uh, Regilio Santana, I'm probably pronouncing that first name wrong. I apologize. Um, he told the New York Post, the quote, the spirit of the girl was living in sorrow. In the mornings, Don Julian started seeing ghosts and one day woke up and found all of his crops had died. He tried many things to improve his crops, but he couldn't because the spirit had damaged it. He became more and more scared. Um, he continued to say, but the spirit still came. Um 
so he started collecting dolls as a way to protect himself from the spirit. So that kind of goes, um, Santana is, I believe, a family member of Don Julian's. Mm. So I feel like if Don was going to tell anybody something, it would definitely have been him. Uh, so Don eventually built an altar in his one-room cabin on the island where he stayed at, hoping to appease the spirit. He basically just built a shrine for this little girl, which is... Um, I would probably leave the island. No, he didn't. I obviously didn't want to. He stayed there for 50 years. Um, but after Don died, a lot of people believe that he has also joined the spirits of the island. Um, however, some locals seem adamant that the island is just charming. It's not charming. I'm so sorry. That's not charming. <laughs> it's charming. No, no. It has its its original no, uh, character. It has some whatever. Okay. Anyways. Uh, according to the travel.com, Don Julian even claimed he could hear footsteps crying and wailing on the island, which if the wailing doesn't fucking freak you out, I don't know what will. Um, and keep in mind, he's the only one that lives on this island. So like, and his island, it's like, there's a lot of canals and there's a lot of islands in the area, but like nobody lived close enough to him to be able to like hear the wailing and like crying. Like that's a pretty like subtle yeah. sound that like right. you wouldn't hear across a canal. Mm-hmm. Unless someone's, like, crying. Um, So because of his obsession with the dolls, some believe that Don Julian might have been possessed by the girl's spirit himself or the demons that he claimed the girl that killed the girl. Um, Anastasio claims that at night it's possible to hear both the girl's crying and his uncle's cane thumping on the ground. Which, that would be super eerie to hear, like, cane thumping. That's Um, awful. So the very first doll, the original, is uh, alongside only a few other of Don Julian's favorite dolls, which are in that shrine that's in the shed in mm-hmm. on the island. Mm-hmm. So you can see that on Ghost Adventures that there's like right. this little hut where he there's like just literally just covered in dolls. Um, according to the travel.com, it seems that Don Julian's family is still taking care of the island, and there's uh. Rogelio Sanchez Santana, who is the current guardian of dolls, and he's the great nephew of Don Julian. He took over the island when Anastasio Velasco, the original mm. nephew of Don Julian, who found his dead body, he died in 2019. So it's pretty recent that mm. um, Santana started to take this over. Right. However, he chooses not to live on the island. No shit. <laughs> I know. Instead, he and his family live on a separate island that's 20 minutes away. That seems safe. Golden. Prime. Yeah. So it's estimated over the half century that Don Julian was on the island taking care of it, Mm -hmm. um, that he collected over a thousand dolls. That's absurd. A thousand. That's a a lot. That's so many. That's like. That's too many dolls. That's like a doll every other day. I don't know the math. That's probably wrong. But, um,. (laughs) And obviously the number just keeps rising with the tourists that come and keep bringing in more and more dolls. Um, But everything that I've told you so far, in my opinion, doesn't seem like it is that like it's really active, according to people. But what I've told you is just like the spirit of this dead girl and then this guy died. Doesn't really seem to fit like why this place would be so, so haunted. Like you'd think like massacres happened here. You know what I mean? Did they? Yes. Oh. Um, That's very specific. I know. (laughs) So I've got quite a story from NewYorkPost.com that explained more of the history before Don Julian even got there. So even more Spanish, and I'm so sorry. Gerardo Ibarra, um, he's the co-founder of Ruta Oregon a sustainable travel company in Mexico. He told the Post, quote, during the time of the Cortez, many people fled here to uh, Xochimilco and hid in the canals. Um, A lot of these people were women and children that were hiding from the conquistadors, and many women killed themselves because they'd rather have done that than have been found by the Spanish. Because they were afraid they were going to be raped and killed anyways. So. I mean. 
lots of uh, possible suicides that happened on this island. Mm. And at times, the neighborhood was also used as shelter for Mexican revolutionaries and religious practitioners who may have fallen out of favor. Some of them ended up being killed or drowned in the canals. Um, so apparently, the Island of the Dolls was, for centuries, a place to disappear, which is kind of what Don Julian did. Mm-hmm. He just disappeared. Um, so maybe... Those are the tortured spirits that killed the little girl in the water. Um, maybe those are the spirits that haunt the dolls and eventually drove Don Julian to his own death. Yep. Who it, knows? That checks out. Doesn't it? So. That's so fucked that, like, these poor women would rather kill themselves than, like, I can only imagine what right. they had to have seen happen to other women to not right. want to go through that. Yeah. Um. So here's the juicy part. Ghost adventures. I have one bullet point. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, season nine, episode six, they, they go there, um, Zach very, very blatantly says that he's terrified of dolls. He does not like dolls. So this gives him an instant spook for that. Um, they get there, things are weird, they find really big spiders. I don't really remember their day investigation very much. They obviously have a translator there because the family that's doing the tour is Spanish speaking only. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually, I don't know the order of when these events happen, so I apologize if it's out of order of when it happens on the show, but I do distinctly remember that a doll makes a noise, um, and then they go and find which doll it is, and it's one that requires batteries. And there's no... And there's no batteries. Outstanding. Yeah. Cool it's trick. so cool. Um, <laughs> and then there's a fire that's, like, going on in the... Like their base camp area, I guess, or like they they have a fire going, and so they hear a noise, like something happens in the distance. I think there's like a feral cat star out there, mm-hmm. so I think they hear like a cat doing something, and they they like go to investigate to make sure it's not anything ghost like, and then when they come back, like two minutes later, like no more than two minutes later, the fire is just blazing, and they're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like they weren't gone long enough to, for like the fire to have like gone out of control that much you know what i mean right um there's another thing they got an evp of a man saying something and they showed it to the nephew that was giving them the tour and he's like that's my uncle he was like hands down that's my uncle Ooh. yeah super creepy um do you remember anything from that episode no, I think you hit all the, the big points. The doll thing is the one that really freaks me out. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more that happens there. I think they get some orbs and stuff like that. But nice. um, otherwise, I really recommend the Ghost Adventures episode. It's one of the ones that I was like, this is some pretty good evidence. Yeah. And I know there's probably controversy out there about how true is Ghost Adventures evidence. But yeah. I, I don't know. As a high schooler watching this, I was very entertained. So <laughs> there you go. The Island of the Dolls. So we're never going there. No, I don't Absolutely want to. Abs- no, there's no desire to go there. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely none. Ronnie's being so adorable over here. She's Dogs. just being so loud. So loud. That's you. She's like a me. That's you. I'm not a You're a pretty girl. You're a little girl. This morning, I was <clears throat> editing the my other podcast episode, and I looked over, and she's like behind me, just like watching me. I'm like, get on the chair. And she's like, okay, I'll get on the chair. You're so no good. Way. Yeah, she got it there. I just like patted it and she's like, okay. Wow. Such a good girl. So brave. So brave. Okay. She finally trusts us, I think. Do you? She's like, yeah. She's like, it only took me two years. <laughs> Are you ready to hear about the Molly Brown house and about Molly Brown in general? Because she's a badass. I am very excited because I think you told me before that she doesn't go by Molly. Right, so her her name was uh, Margaret, uh-huh. and uh, she probably went by Maggie, uh, but that did not fit as well when the Broadway musical came out about her life, so they just oh. changed it to Molly. So I see. But we're going to call her Molly, or Margaret, or Maggie, Yeah. Uh, different variations throughout this story, because that's what people know her as, so <clears throat> are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. So, uh, I got my information from mollybrown.org. So oh, So, that's the, obviously. the website for the house. And uh, from hauntedhouses.com. 
Okay. So we got some spooks, obviously. It's a spooky week. Uh, Margaret Tobin Brown was born to Irish immigrants John and Joanna Tobin in 1867 in Hannibal, Missouri. Oh, that's so cool. Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Tobins were part of a wave of immigration that followed the first period of like industrializ- industrialization in America. And that town, Hannibal, was a pretty diverse community where Margaret was exposed to a whole bunch of people um, and interests where her parents found a group of like-minded Irish Catholic immigrants who supported both freedom and equality for men, women, and everybody else. Oh, that makes sense. So the Tobins were uh, pretty progressive, and honestly, that's pretty progressive for right now, let alone in the 1800s. I know. I was like, this was a long time ago because right. she was a full-fledged adult in the Titanic. So. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, by the way, this is our Titanic. This is story. our Titanic plug-in. This is the last one that I'm going to be participating in. What? This has gone too long. It has not gone far <laughs> enough. <laughs> Whatever, I'll find something next week and make you excited for it again. We'll see. We'll see about that. So, uh, like I said, the Tobins were pretty progressive and they valued education, even for their daughters. And Margaret attended school until age 13 and um, learned all kinds of lessons that stayed with her throughout her life, guided her drive for personal growth and her commitment to participating in the world around her. Which yeah. Is pretty badass. That's why she is. Yeah. That's why badass. she is badass. She also encountered, obviously, struggles of the laboring class because they were not rich. They were Irish immigrants. Right. Um, She especially encountered those struggles when she started working in a factory at age 13. That's why she had to leave school to go work in the factory. Seriously? Yep. So she worked long days. Uh, They didn't really get paid much. And the whole, like, even though she was working and helping support her family, it was still unstable. right? Right, right. Um, and that was the case for all kinds of people in that time, in that area. Um, she, one of her dreams, uh, shaped by Hannibal's status as a major transportation hub, was to move west. So obviously she didn't want to stay there and she wanted to move, um, to where she ended up, Colorado. Right. Pretty badass. So she and her brother Daniel, uh, followed those dreams and they ended up moving to Leadville. Colorado. How interesting. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. Um, once they were in Le- Leadville, uh, Margaret began working at a local department store and became active in the Irish Catholic community through a church called the Annunciation Church. <laughs> <laughs> I <What>? don't know, man. <laughs> They're like, you're going to have to learn how to enunciate this. You before. better say all of this right. Yeah. Yeah. We would not do well there. Um, <laughs> She also witnessed the harsh realities that a lot of gold seekers found when they finally arrived in Colorado. That was the gold boom was going on in the 1800s, early 1900s, obviously, and uh, that was huge in the Rockies because we're all mountains. Here, yeah, right. Especially Leadville. Um, so obviously, she watched a lot of people move into the town and into the area, and then have to abandon their dreams of you know making it, striking it rich. Um, and she watched a lot of people come in trying to do that and it didn't work. So these people had to abandon that and start doing just like normal wage labor. Yeah. Um, which the, the condition, it's not unlike now, right? Where you're paying, being paid a low wage job, you're replaceable. The conditions are toxic. That's not new. That's always been the case. Um, so she soon became involved in soup kitchens and charity efforts in the area. Short time after she got to Leadville, she met J.J. Brown, who was a mining engineer with, uh, he, he was not rich at the time, but he was pretty good at what he did. Um, they dated over the summer, and Margaret and J.J. were married on September 1st of 1886. They then moved further up to uh I think it's Stumptown, and I have no idea where that is. Stumptown? Stumptown. It's it, it's actually spelled S-T-U-M-P-F, 
T-O-W-M. So it's like Stomp Town. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm calling it Stomp Town. Uh, which was closer to where JJ was working at the time. Um, I feel like it's actually pretty close to Leadville because she was still pretty active there. Uh, Leadville miners and their families often lived near the mines where they were working, particularly in the winter months when it was really hard to, like, they didn't have plows. Yeah. So you had to live close to the mines that you were working in so you could make it to and from work. Um, there were some pretty harsh working conditions, obviously, that is still the case for miners, and not a lot of success stories, um, like, people would go into this, into the industry thinking that they could go from, you know, rags to riches being a miner. Yeah. Um, and that just wasn't the case, but, um... It did end up kind of happening for JJ a little bit later down. So, unfortunately, um, the silver crash happened, and Leadville already had a share of like transients and uh, people who were not like didn't make it rich, like I've already talked about. Right? It's called Leadville, not Coldville. Um, yeah. And the... you fucked up there the first place, man. <laughs> yeah. You should have looked at you look for Gold Town next time. Maybe you'll find it. Um, there is a town called Golden, and you should probably go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the silver crash created a huge amount of poverty and anxiety throughout everybody who lived in Leadville. And it was in that environment that JJ uh, made a fortune. <clears throat> oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> because he owned a mine called um, the Little Johnny Mine. I don't know why it's fucking called that. It's weird. And he did find gold. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, which... It was not a gold crash, it was a silver crash, so he did great. Um, as a primary shareholder in the Ibex Mining Company, which owned the Little Johnny uh, mine, J.J. and Margaret became millionaires almost overnight. Jeez. They were considered new money, which is referenced in Titanic. Um, so they had like a growing circle of friends who were also... You know, pretty rich. Uh, the Browns purchased what would become their longtime Denver home on Pencil- Pennsylvania Avenue, which is now Pennsylvania Street, in 1894. <clears throat> By the 1890s, the Denver skyline was filled with hotels, office blocks, and a bunch of like industrial buildings, which are, is still there right. now. Um, <clears throat> Denver was the point of entry and departure for raw goods, and there were smelters on all sides, which still is the case yeah literally especially if you go kind of like on the east side towards aurora it's awful it's awful it's terrible yep uh the browns moved to denver didn't provide an escape from the effects of the silver crash as their new city was burdened with social chaos also um everywhere just like stocks now like everywhere even if you're not uh, like invested in stocks or invested in silver or gold when those things crash you do see effects of that in in all kinds of industries so that was definitely the case for denver as well uh the progressive movement had grown out of the social turmoil created by the industrialization and dense urban environments and margaret joined all the reformers to install public baths in the courthouse that's pretty important <laughs> and to advocate for more public parks and other city improvements oh, bless her heart mm-hmm. she also worked closely with uh controversial reformer ben Lindsay, who was a denver judge and politician who pioneered the creation of the first juvenile court system west of the mississippi that's pretty cool i think there wasn't a juvenile court before then i'm guessing they were just tried as adults regardless that seems pretty fucked it does seem pretty fucked (laughs) it's like oh there's this little kid nope fuck him yep you fucked up in addition to the philanthropy that was made possible by their new wealth the Browns enjoyed another pursuit, which was travel. Bring in the Titanic now. In uh, 1902, Margaret and JJ embarked on a world tour that took them through Ireland, France, Russia, India, and Japan. Uh, Those were their big stops. They obviously stopped at uh, a bunch of other places in between those. Both Browns enjoyed the trip a ton. Um, Margaret ended up writing travel travel articles, which detailed her observations of India's caste system. For the Denver papers. Very interesting. Their what system? Cast. So that's like their social hierarchy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there we are. So 
awesome trip for the two of them, but it bridged a distance between them. So they they had been kind of struggling in their marriage quite a bit. And it, this trip kind of made them realize that like, maybe we shouldn't be together right um so they imagine taking a trip to like try to bond and like (laughs) and then it makes revive things that you shouldn't be married that's so sad they've been married for 23 years at the time and ended up uh signing a separation agreement shortly after oh no according to the agreement margaret received a cash settlement and maintained possession of the house on pennsylvania street she also received $700 a month, which allowed her to continue her travels and philanthropic uh, activities. That was a lot of money back then. They never actually divorced, uh, but the separation lasted until J.J. died in 1922. Dang. Obviously, in there, she was in the Titanic. She survived it. Bing, watch bang, the boom. Titanic if go you want to Go watch the more. Titanic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go over her escapades on the Titanic. Kathy Bates did a phenomenal job. Kathy Bates is never phenomenal. Or never not phenomenal. I'm so sorry. I meant meant to say she's always perfect. Oh, my God. That was I'm so sorry, Kathy Bates. You're amazing. No, she's so good. She's an amazing actress. Jesus. Sorry. Um, She's never phenomenal. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about the same woman? (laughs) Um, So this house uh, was built in 1889. It is made of red sandstone and gray rhyolite stone. It is 7,000 square feet. It is a Victorian three-story building uh, with the usual attic and basement as well. Its claim to fame is obviously that Molly and her husband uh, bought it in 1894, which was just a few years after it was built, about five years after it was built. Uh, and it's now known as the Molly Brown House. Uh, it was the result of combining the style of a classic Queen Anne uh, architecture style, Richardsonian Romanesque <laughs> was the other style, which Jeez. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Um, and a refined neoclassical style to create a unique and, quote, eclectic home, which is interesting, I think, for, for her. I don't know. Eclectic? Like, if you if you only read about her and you didn't see how she was portrayed in the Titanic, you would think that that's weird, right? But you see how Kathy Bates does it, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. She's quirky. Yeah. Her house is going to be quirky. Yeah. But they were fucking rich. Yeah. Like, how many times do you see ultra-rich people, like... Buy a quirky home? Yeah. Like, something that, like, is common? Mm-hmm. Not huge mansions? Um, so it was an inspiring idea to use the combination of gray rhyolite stone and the red sandstone as the building materials, as the combination of the two types of stones produced a, like, very unique, um, contrast with each other. Mm -hmm. It was very different than pretty much everything else in the area. Uh, there are stained glass windows, ornamental wood panels, curved brackets, and all kinds of other little nods here and there that made it, um, though eclectic, it was lavish. Uh, the home was considered an upper-class home, but it was not on the scale of being a luxurious mansion uh, that somebody who was extremely wealthy would have, although obviously had some nice bells and whistles, which a normal home at the time didn't have. For instance, uh, it had electric lights. That was not normal. A telephone, also not normal. Indoor oh. plumbing, including one indoor bathroom with hot and cold running water. Ooh, that's fancy. forced heat and air. Uh, we don't even have any of that. We have all of that except the air conditioning, yes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You know the air that blows uh, My out bad. Of the I house. didn't think we had electricity. <laughs> By golly, we do. <laughs> um, on the first... <laughs> <laughs> what? Just so quick. Like four in the morning. That was very quick. Um, on the first floor, one, there was a like a parlor, a dining room, and a sunroom. Uh, there was also a family parlor and a library, where like it doesn't obviously people read there and did parlor things. Uh, the house <laughs> also, also had a very large, and very modern kitchen. Uh, complete with both a butler's pantry and a cook's pantry. Second floor, uh, everybody had their own room. And then the there was a room left over, uh, which Molly used for, Margaret used for her parents, 
third floor had all the female maids while the male servant stayed on the second floor of the carriage house which was a totally separate building uh, margaret and jj like all homeowners do made some additions to the house they added a stone retaining wall which separated the lawn from the sidewalk which is still there um and then they wanted a bigger carriage house so they doubled the original one's oh size um and then they t made two usable like is worded weirdly two rooms that were usable year-round out of wooden two wooden porches found at the back of the house by enclosing them with bricks so they basically made like some rooms there was a big porch they're like oh. we're gonna make this into a room or two rooms and then they did that um molly switched the location of the family parlor and the library and she replaced the original plain grand staircase with a more impressive one and extended it from the second floor to the third so so some those aren't just like those aren't minor changes specials yeah you know, that's like some sarah winchester shit speaking of sarah winchester oh no shit let's talk about the hauntings no. oh i was like what did they do yeah, doors no. to nowhere they were they were besties <laughs> no um so reportedly the entities of margaret brown and her husband jj are still around the house uh going about their business doing what they enjoyed doing when they were alive uh staff and guests to the it's now a museum to the museum have smelled pipe and cigar smoke which are telltale signs that jj has been enjoying his smokes again yeah i was about to say that sounds like a man that thing is to a do. jj move i don't know i could i could see kathy bates smoking I... a pipe <laughs> You mean Margaret? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could um, see Margaret also being like, I don't give a fuck. It's interesting because they do not allow smoking in the building. Obviously, because we're in 2022, you can't smoke indoors in a public building. Uh, but people will smell fresh tobacco burning. Someone like smoked outside and they walked in and they're like, oh, what's that smell? Yeah, right. It's JJ. <laughs> um, cold spots have been felt in Margaret's room and her apparition has been seen by the living as she goes around corners. Oh, uh, there's a female entity dressed in a Victorian dress that is supposedly not Margaret Brown. Um, this female apparition likes to sit at the dining room table. And has allowed the living to take pictures of her. So there are ghost photos photos of her. Uh, when feeling energetic, this entity likes to rearrange the chairs, which are around the same table. Oh, good. She's like, oh, come on. Musical chairs, everybody. <laughs> JJ and Margaret had a daughter named Catherine Ellen, who died pretty young. Um, they also had a son, right? I, according to Titanic. I think so. I don't know. Um, I'm just talking about the one who died. Oh. The window blinds in <laughs> Catherine Allen's room but... uh, will raise and lower on their own. The what in the, her room? The blinds oh. on the windows. There is uh, reportedly the, the ghost of Margaret's mom uh, who stayed in the house with her. Um, and she had stayed in their daughter's old room, the one with the blinds. Uh, the image of margaret's mom joanna uh has been seen in the room's window from outside there's also a ghost of a male servant um he is supposedly or people say that he is in a grumpy mood and can be seen in the mirror hanging near the stairs on the first floor probably grumpy because he doesn't get to stay with all the ladies in the main house yeah and that is the molly brown house. he's like i am still not getting laid <laughs> I'm dead and I'm not even getting laid. <laughs> I can't even. There's no chance. That's good. Yeah. Good job. We could go there. No, yeah. I totally want to go there. Yeah. I would be so down to go there. Be like a cute little day trip to Denver. That easy. Yeah. Breezy. Also, I looked up stump fill. There's no F in it. So I wonder if that like got kicked to the curb after a few where centuries. is it is it close to leadville it's literally like is just east leadville? of leadville <laughs> it's like if leadville had a suburb stumpville would be it gotcha is that what it's called stump city stumpville yeah, i already yeah. closed my laptop yeah so. i know it's like regardless <laughs> they took the f off they're like this that is makes, dumb they're like this makes no sense yeah here. it's a silent f anyways yeah <laughs> that's all i got you nice. got anything else Yes, actually. I totally spaced that I had two things that I wanted to say. First thing, 
Guide to the Unknown, if you guys are familiar with that podcast, oh, they, they did do an episode on this. Right? No, I have no idea if they did an episode on this or I'm not. Pretty sure they I think they did. Yeah, they might on have the dolls. Oh. You know, they might have. I think they did. Because they did Ghost Adventures Adventures. Yeah. And um, if you haven't listened to Ghost Adventures Adventures and you like Ghost Adventures, they, oh my God, that podcast is hilarious. It was, it was so good. Running, it was such a short running. I was really disappointed because it was so good. It was yeah. so, so, so good. Um, No, Guide to the Unknown. Kristen, talk, that's her name, right? Yeah. She talks about um Allison Dubois. Who I don't know if you remember a few episodes back was my psychic that I covered. Oh yeah, um, that like helped detectives solve yeah. crimes. Yeah. She Kristen goes in depth about Alison Dubois' um, dinner party that she had with um, like Real Housewives of like some fucking thing. Do you listen to that episode? That's what that was. I didn't listen to the episode. I just saw the their post on Instagram about it. She like yeah, Kristen made like I, a TikTok about how like they call her out and all this shit. Yeah, I they didn't, call out Allison. I, didn't li- I skipped that episode because I d- couldn't figure out what it was about. <laughs> That's I'm what like, it I is. Don't care about that. They're talking I shit do about care. her. <laughs> Turns out I do about how like she's fake and stuff like that. So <laughs> I thought that was fun and interesting. And I can't remember what the other thing I was going to talk about was, but it must not have been important. I want to say they did an episode on, on Island this. of the Dolls. They either did an episode on this or they got to the Island of the Dolls episode of Ghost Adventures Adventures and they just talked about Ghost Adventures doing that. I don't know. Man, I don't remember. I don't know, but I think I want to re-listen to Ghost Adventures Adventures now. <laughs> Worth it. It was so good. They like rated it. They're like, how douchey was their clothing? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I like it. I like it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Anything else before we... No. I think I'm good. Get out of here. Okay. I was going to have Butters say bye, but he's not here anymore. He bailed. And all the other dogs who decided they want to munch on everything as In we're the recording decided to leave. Yeah. As soon as we're done. Yep. Weird. It's, makes sense. Um, You can find us on Instagram by just searching Who New Podcast. You can email us on... On Gmail. <laughs> can email us. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us on Gmail. Figure it out. <laughs> Good luck. It's 4.30 in the morning. I'm so wide awake. I'm not wide awake. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can email us at who knew pod... Nope. Yeah, who knew podcast 666 at gmail.com. <laughs> Fuck, this is hard. Yeah. Um, Honestly, you-, you can just go to our Instagram, who knew podcast, and everything's in the bio. Yep. Figure it out. Do that. Use okay. your resources. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon, too. Okay, which is also in our bio. Yep. Bye.